Everybody, let's just open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful for your word. We're grateful for your presence. We're grateful for your leadings and your promptings because they help lead, prepare, guide, and, and make us aware of the things that are in front of us and, and how to so, sojourn the land and, and occupy as, uh, as believers in a world like the, the ones that we currently abide in. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you to be present in the preaching of this word as you always are, to continue in strengthening and emboldening us and your very precious promises. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad you're all here. I'm glad you all made it. Yes. Amen. Uh, more than made it because... Like I said, there's something about being attuned to the things of the spirit. Uh-huh. More than ever, you need to be attuned. You need to be alert. Yeah. And there are things that would try to clog up that pipe, mm-hmm. that would try to keep you um, from receiving. Um, I've used this example for so long and so much. You, some of you may have heard it. You might get bored. He's going to use that example again. But, you know, it's in the, it's in the repeating of the nuggets of where you hear things and how you get things that you get things. Amen. We don't get, we don't get tired of hearing the same thing. You know, I never got tired of brother Hagen repeating the same old stories because when I heard the repeating of the stories, I picked up more nuggets. It was like, it was like God clicked more information. I was like, Oh, I didn't catch that, but this time I got it, you know? And then sometimes I let something slip and I was like, Oh, I need to get back to that because it's so easy to let the little things slip. I mean, so easy. And uh, when we had first purchased our home in, on, in Porterville of 2003, um, I, I decided I was going to, you know, as a man, if you don't just want to get a little hose, you want to get a, you need a 75-foot hose, right? Yeah. Never mind. I, but hey, it came in handy because I was able to go all over the yard, right? <laughs> Pastor Lee, do we really need a, a hose that big? Yes, we do. Do you really need something with that much power? Yes, you do. And so, I, you know, it was in the process of, I was washing the car, and for some reason, as I was trying to wash the car, the, the hose just wasn't, wasn't, see, when you got something that big, there's so much more that can go wrong. Do you hear what I said? When God, God has big things for your life, but it's the little things. When they get unraveled, everything else feels it. And so, all of a sudden, there was no flow of water. And little did I know, just one little case. So I had to unravel everything yeah. just to find that one little spot yeah. that was kinked up. But when, it, when I was able to address it, yeah. all of a sudden, there was a full flow. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. There are things in our life that don't allow certain things in our life to flow necessarily. God has a flow for our life, but it, things don't get addressed until we deal with the kinks. Sure, we want a full flow. We want the experience of God. And if we're not having it by God, we're going to blame God for not having the full flow. But how about addressing first the kinks that are keeping us from receiving the full flow that God has for you and I? Amen. Because these are the things that, that can profoundly hang us up and, 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 and keep us in the, in the position where, you know, you've got to be really careful that you're never getting the position where you... And I repeat this over, and I sometimes I, I don't think everybody blames God, but, you know, I, I know there's people listening online from all over the world and all, all over. So maybe it's not you. It could be you. Well, we have young ones here, so we're, we're training up in the way they should go. So what here are we doing? We're not blaming God for our problems. We're not blaming God for when, why things don't happen. But one thing we do know is that we have to address our heart. 
Because the heart, the spirit man, the heart, when I say heart, I'm addressing the spirit man. The spirit man must be addressed. Because the spirit man, it may be being held up or being clogged up by the works of the flesh. You hear amen? So let's open our Bibles this morning, uh, this evening to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to get ahead on some things. You hear what I'm saying? We're, we're going to get ahead on some because we, yeah. we, you and I can't afford to be behind things. Right. It's best to get ahead on things and not, and not get behind on things. That's right. How many of you ever studied in advance and, and were ahead of the quiz? Mm-hmm. If you were like me, that probably wasn't the case growing up. <laughs> Very rarely was I ahead on the quiz. Very rarely. I think after I got born again, after I got saved, then I was able to get ahead on the quiz. <laughs> Because then my spirit man was talking to me. Uh-huh. And it, was, it was amazing. When you get born again, you get, you get filled with the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just fills you in on things. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. He lets you know things. That's right. yeah. So we're here in Hebrews chapter 4. Oh, I didn't quite get there. I'm sorry. I apologize. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of... And now, he's talking about... Paul is referring to the children of Israel. Okay? And Hebrews, he is addressing the children of Israel. Hebrews chapter 4. He is addressing the children of Israel. And in the course of addressing the children of Israel, he's addressing things as to why they had kinks in their hose, why they weren't able to get into the land of promise. Right? Can we agree on that? So he, he explains this. He says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. You can come short of rest. <clears throat> let me explain something to you. If you're tired all the time, natural, and you're, you're fatigued a lot, the natural course that any trainer would tell you is he says, oh, your diet is wrong, and number two, you're not getting enough exercise. So in order for you to get strength, you're going to have to chasten your flesh. You're going to have to deal with the physical, right? If you're going to experience the things of the spirit, you're going to have to chasten the the flesh man because the flesh man wants to talk louder than the spirit man, right? So now he's addressing this very nature of these people as to why they did not enter into the rest. Because they weren't willing to do the work to get into it. So you're saying I have to put in work if I want to get rest and peace? Absolutely. But it's a good work. Because it's listening and following the plan of God for your life. Amen? He says, since we promise remains from entering this rest, let us fear. Lest any of you seem to, to, to come short of it. Now he says, you should have reverence for this. Or fear, or godly fear that you could miss out on this. And, hey, I don't want to miss out. Yeah. How many of you know when you were little, this is me growing up as a Mexican, it used to be like this growing up in the 70s, I don't know why, but we were always afraid that our parents were going to leave the house without us. Don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. It was just a normal thing. Hey, when you've got that many kids in the family, there's someone's going to get left. If, if you're not in that car, someone's going to get left. We left Sophia at uh, Brenda's house one time. We were like down the street, like, where's Sophia? Like, oh, we left her at the house. We got a phone call on the cell phone. So I'm just saying. Right? So there's a fear. And, the, and what Scripture is saying is you ought to be alert. 
There should be alertness about you. See, as a child, your life is supposed to be built around. Here, let's here's, let's just let's just re, let's just as a parent, let's just kind of go back up a little bit. Your kids should be looking out for you. You not looking out for them. You should train them. You're paying attention to where I'm going because I'm not going to call you two or three times. When I go somewhere, you should be looking to see where I'm going. It's not me. It's not a child-centered family. It's, it's, it's a parent-centered family. Amen. In other words, you follow me, I'm not looking for you. And when you train a child that way, there's more security in that. There's more alertness. When you follow God, there's more of alertness when you know that you're looking for God. That you're seeking Him daily because you don't want to miss God in your life. Because it's a very important thing that you and I not miss out on the promises. Because He's got made so much available to us. And sometimes we're going to have to deal with the kinks, the things that, that, that clog up our paying attention to what he has for us. Because yes. right. it's going to require a healthy flow. Uh-huh. For what God has planned for your life, it's going to require a healthy flow. Right. Ask, any, ask anybody watering their garden. Mm-hmm. It's going to require a healthy flow of water in order for you to get what you need to get. Mm-hmm. Good. Amen. Yeah. It says, for the gospel indeed was preached to us as well as to them. What gospel? The gospel that was preached to Israel was preached to them. Come on, there's a rest, there's a peace, there's a land of promise. There's, there, we're going to take you to the land of promise, amen. A land flowing, you have something greater, right. right? There was promise. Right now in front of you, there's promise. There's a heaven to gain, a hell to shun. Right. And more importantly, there is, there, is, there is a blessing on the plan of God for your life. Yes. And it's not, just, it's not just finances. Healing's involved with it. Your children, being at the right place, is involved with it. There's, there's always something bigger, right. always something bigger than what you think or what you've possibly potentially even thought of. That's, right. That's why the scripture says he can do exceedingly abundantly above more than what you could ever ask or think. Uh-huh. So, in other words, God's already thinking ahead before you're even thinking ahead. Yeah. He is. He's always thinking ahead. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. But notice that it didn't mix. It didn't bless him because it wasn't mixed with faith. Yeah. They still they still had to have faith. They didn't have faith. He's telling them, you have to have faith. You have, you have to trust. God's saying, you have to trust me. It didn't help them to get in the promise because they didn't have faith. They couldn't even enter into the rest. He says, you can enter the rest, but it's going to require you to have faith. Amen? Amen. I know it sounds like a, piece, uh, like a, a faith message, but bear with me. We're getting, I'm, I'm setting this up for something more. Yeah. Amen? But this has a lot to do with that. Good. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. For we have believed to enter in that rest. And he said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. Notice, he's saying that these these children of Israel couldn't even enter into the promise, even though it was already set for them to go in. Why? Because of lack of faith, disobedience. They uh, they clogged up what God was trying to do for them. Right? Right? So if we look at the totality of how that was lost, we've got to look at the totality of how this was, was not, how this was, uh, it kept them back. Amen. So for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God entered rest on the seventh day and his works. And again, this place, they shall not enter rest since the day remains and it remains that they must enter in it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. And he designated a certain days, and he talked to David today such a long time as this, right? All right, so this is, this is going to get heavy for a few minutes, but believe me, we're going to get somewhere. For if Joshua has given them rest, then he would not after would have spoken on after, after another day. There remains therefore a rest 
for the people of God, for those who enter his rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. From his own works. Now this is where it's going to get really juicy here. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience, right? For the word of God is piercing and sharp, a two-edged sword, even to decide the soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and is a, what? a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, right? right. And seeing there is a creature hidden, there's nothing hidden from them, now he's going to go on how things aren't hidden from them. So there's a rest. There is a peace for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's not only rest, but there is a peace that you can live at. I've had people come to my home and say, man, when I come to your home, it's so peaceful. You can sense the presence of God there. People go like, every time I, even people come to church, every time we come to church, it's like we sense the peace, the rest of God. What is that? It's walking in obedience to God's plan. It's saying, God, let's do the plan of God. It's, God it's, it's when people come to your home, they should sense the peace. Um, she comes from a different family who does, that doesn't know the Lord. And she would come to our home and she goes, you know, that your house is so different than my house. And we're like, what's the difference? There's peace here. There's peace. It's like, I can't describe it. It's, it's just like peace. I can't explain it. But she knew the difference that there was no peace where she was from. Because there was always arguing, um, strife, division. Um, not they, people would argue and they wouldn't talk to each other for years over little things. We'd argue, but we weren't. We, we were. We would. But yet we were still talking, and it was like it was no big deal. It was like it was more like a disagreement. And what would be a small? What would be a disagreement like this in their home would lead to door slamming and no peace, no conversing, no talking, no relationship. And see, God has not designed your, you to live in a life where there's a, where there's a great absence of peace. There should be, you should be able to talk about something without slamming cupboards, losing your peace, and not talking to somebody for years. Right? That's not normal. But to, to that, but to her, it was, seeing that, this wasn't normal. So it was alien. And see, God does not want you to have, not have peace in your homes. Because a lack of peace really doesn't reflect the goodness of God. Because in the peace, there's the promise. It's like it flows with milk and honey. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Your, supplies are, your, your supplies, your needs are met. You're, there's healing in, a, in an atmosphere of peace. Yeah. And we can forget about the, that this thing of peace that exists. Because we're so used to living in a strife-filled existence. And yet God says, no, there is a better way of living. A much better way of living. And I don't know about you, I want to live at a higher level of living. I want to live at a higher level of living than, than what I'm currently living at. And, and if there's no peace in my home, there's no peace in my relationships, there's no peace at work. Because, you know, I'm jumping on people. I'm, I'm, I don't understand them. And I just, you know, I just think they're saying one thing. No, I think they're saying this. And you just can really misread people. You're misreading people. And, and the next thing you know, you're saying harsh things to them because in a way you're really defending yourself, right? Yeah. There's no peace in that. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Amen? Come on, I, I got to get some amens out here because, you know, this is, this is going to be a long night if we don't do some amens here. <laughs> I know this isn't a, a jumping around, we're going to take off running in the church type of uh, teaching, but hey, we need these. Amen. And uh, 
That's why I really love the scripture in 2 Timothy 4, 7. It says, for God has not given me a power, love, and a sound mind. Do you hear what I'm saying? So first he's given me power. He's not giving me a spirit of fear, but he's giving me a, a, a spirit of power. In other words, I don't have to live in fear. I have power. I have dunamis power. What is that dunamis? It's the authority that God gave me. That's right. So I can speak against that fear. Yes. So I don't have to deal with fear. I can That's just right. say to that mountain, be thou removed, be yes. cast in the sea. Because things are going to try to intimidate you. Yes. Loss of job, loss, change of economy, uh-huh. fear of a war. And do me World War III. What are we going to do? Uh-huh. Right? I mean, th- real things, real life things. And, and God, but God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And, you know, soundness, how do you know that part of soundness of mind is having a peaceful mind? You, you look at crazy people, they, there's no peace in them. You can, walk, you can just drive down the street. I just driving down the street, woman just, just down on here on Olive Avenue. Just cussing and screaming at the eye, just crying. It just ain't nobody there, just her, yeah. right? And you can, you can, you don't have to go that far to see people just with who are living on the street with no peace. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And in the absence of a sound mind, there's a lack of peace. Yeah. And that's not God's best. No. That is not God's best. Right. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter fourteen. Now we're starting to get to, my, to this message. Amen? Amen. Because peace is a very important component to you as a believer. Do you hear what I'm saying? Peace is so important. You don't, you don't get upset. You know, here's, and here, you know, the thing that will try to straight, the little things that tries to steal your peace. It's the little things. Driving in a car with children. Going to church on a Sunday morning with your, your husband or your wife and you're arguing. Try to steal your, steal your peace and try to get you out of church. Try to get you from, from, from engaging in, and the change is necessary for success. You know, the devil will just, th- he just throws out every dart, every dart, every fiery dart. He's, why, what's he doing? He's trying to steal the word that's going to get sown in your heart. And then he's going to try to sow the word that was, is that peace? That's just like some sort of like, you know, what's that, what's that word they use for um, it's like a kumbaya thing. There's, there's no such thing as peace. There's no such thing. Yes, there is. And it's the God kind of peace that can only come from heaven above. You hear what I'm saying? And it can happen with you. I, I would like to say it happened with me because I, I came from a home where we didn't know the Lord. And so, you know, ever watch them old movies? It just, it just everything could escalate really quickly in an argument or discussion. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to escalate quickly. Things don't have to escalate quickly. There can be peace. And God wants you to have peace in your home. He wants you to have peace in your heart. But we have to address the little kinks. Why am I, why am I hangry or hangry? Did you not eat? Some of you married folks, are you not spending quality marital time with one another, celebrating your marriage as you should? Just saying. Amen. Right? So there are things that can, that can create a lack of peace, but they, the, the, what's creating it must be addressed. Yeah, that's good. And in Romans chapter 4, verse, uh, 14, verse 7, did I say Romans chapter 4? Romans 14, verse 17. I apologize. I'll wait for you all to get there. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. 
I just love the fact that he says the kingdom of God was not, isn't, was not eating and drinking. It's not that that won't be supplied to you. It's, that's it's sort of like when they, when they got blessed with the, the, the bread. He says, you, you guys are just here because of the food and the, and the provision. Uh-huh. You're not here because of me. Uh-huh. He knows that. Yeah. See, he goes, you, there's provision when you follow the Lord, but that's not... No matter what, there's provision. When you follow Jesus, you're going to just... The provision's there because you're tither, you're giving, you're doing the work, right? Come on, amen. But that's not what it's all about. There's more to it than just that. Yes, amen. amen. What, what's, what's it built on more of? It's, it's built on righteousness and peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there's three things that should be abounding in you as a believer. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Righteousness and other right living. As a couple, I'm not watching inappropriate things just to lighten, you know, just to, to, to spice it up. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 I'm living righteous. I don't talk the way I used to talk. I'm, I'm changing, and if I'm not, and if, and, if it, and if I'm still, it's like that one person still smoking cigarettes, yeah. throwing, that, throwing that smoke of cigarettes. If you're still cussing, you're still smoking cigarettes, just every time you're, you're believing God, you're getting set free. Yeah, free. That's right. If you're looking inappropriate, just thank God I'm set free. Yeah, free. If, if, I, if my heart is, is, if I'm quick to react, I have a hot temper, Lord, thank you, I'm free of a hot temper. That's right. Thank you, Father, I'm addressing the issues, why I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't have to go very deep. I don't go so deep that you're having to go back to mom as to why you have a bad attitude. Well, my aunt, my auntie, she looked at me funny. That's why we're, we're, we're the Delacruz. We all got spicy blood. We got it from my mama, but that's okay. No, no, you're, you're, you're acting the way you do because you don't have a renewed mind. And you have yet to dress, for, forget blaming everybody else. The root issue is you got to deal with your flesh now. Now you have to deal with your flesh because you've let it go, uh, go unregulated. Yes. And the reason why you've lost your peace is because you're living a life of unre- an unrenewed, unrela- unregulated mind. Yeah. Which is going to be the effect of that. Yeah. So if you want peace, you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm not going to... What was it? <laughs> I heard an old cartoon. It goes, uh, just admit it, I am a dirt bag. I am a dirt bag. Well, don't be a dirt bag anymore. Yeah. Amen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to use my mouth as a bucket anymore. Right. Uh, I'm not going to live unrighteous anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Just admit it and quit it. Yeah. Don't go back and blame everybody else for the reason why you are the way you are. Yeah. Don't, don't, take away your excuses. Because when you use excuses, all it will do is it will keep you there longer than you have to be. Yeah. Well, I was molested. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, that was a tough one. You hear people say that, how they've had to let things that go. And they say, hey, walk in forgiveness and just let it go. God can help you. God can help you. I was victimized. God can help you. I, no longer. No, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I've decided I'm not going to be a victim anymore. As soon as you make that decision and say, I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm, I'm not going to be held anymore. I'm not going to go back anymore. I'm done with that. I'm, I'm just letting it go. God is able to bring peace to your heart. He'll bring peace to your heart. And you don't have to live out of the peace of the natural mind. You can live out of the peace of the spirit man. Yeah. Because the flesh man can't let things go. But the spirit man says that's the answer. Yeah. The, the, the spirit man says that's the answer. I'm not going back anymore. Yeah. Because every time I let that spirit man... Because the, the, the flesh man will just... He, he loves to camp out in, in, in his pain and depression and sorrow. Uh-huh. He'll just go back, bring it up. Remember that time? They looked at you... Pastor looked at you funny when you walked in the church? 
You remember that time when, when so-and-so, you know, at work, she did this? Oh, you know, you know she did that on purpose. Yeah. You see, and, and you start building these cases. The devil, devil will keep you up until middle of the middle of the night, yeah. up to three in the morning, just re rehearsing your case. Yeah. Why you were so wrong, you're so right, and they're so wrong. Don't tell me you've never stayed up till three in the morning. Think justifying yourself before you went back to work. You have. We've all done it. But God says there's a, a way that where you can be at bed by nine o'clock and not even be thinking about it anymore. Because you put that care upon the Lord. And this is the joy. This is the peace. This is the soundness of mind that we all need. Let, let the Lord defend your cause. You don't have to defend you. You don't. You don't have to defend you. Amen. The more you learn how you don't have to defend you, the more you'll get freed up. Yes. Yes. Say, do you know what? God is my defender. He'll argue my case. You know how many times where I've been put in situations where I remember one time working, I just got born again, I got saved, and there was all kinds of these weird accusations going on at work. And finally, the boss says, you know what? I'm listening to all these stories. This doesn't add up. This isn't right. And I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not, I just entered not to, I'm not going to. Well, they said this. I've got nothing to say. They, they can say whatever they want. Do you have anything to say about them? Nope. I'm not going to say anything ugly about anybody. And then after, after, after that, you know what they did? Well, we're done with this. Because this isn't, this isn't true. Yeah. See, even, even people can see through. Even God will open people's eyes for you so they can see through the garbage. You, you don't even have to defend yourself. God is your defender. That's where your peace will come from. That's where your joy will come from. And that's where your soundness of mind will come. Amen. Woo, I'm telling you, God is good. Come on, for he, for he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God. And approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things which ones may edify another. Come on, Romans 19. Yeah. Come on, amen. Yeah. Romans 19, come on. There's so, there's, you know, you can be approved by God, be approved by Christ. Amen. Yeah. Isn't that what it says in Isaiah? Said he, Isaiah tells us to be led forth in peace. Yeah. Uh -huh. Come on, we're to be led forth by peace. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It's important that you learn to be led by peace. Yeah. It's so important that we learn to focus on what he has for us. Amen. Amen. And there is a flow of the kingdom of God that's there for you. Amen. This is which he has already supplied and made ready. The kingdom of God is subject of righteousness as a prince of peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. Yes, is. Peace is able to be employed against over darkness. That's why he's able to eradicate and be your voice for you. Mm -hmm. He eradicates darkness with his peace. That's why he was able to speak unto the storm. He says, be thou calm. He told, us, he, told us, he told the storm, he said, see, stop. And they all looked at him like, what's up with that? How can the storm listen to you? Because he was full of God's word. He says, I only do what my father, I only do what my father does. I only say what he says. So he only lived by God's example. That's why you can say, you know what? I'm not going to lose my peace. This intimidating spirit, you're not going to go talking to the person within. Look, I bind that intimidating Sarah, you have an intimidating spirit. I'm going to bind that right now. Yeah. That's not what the Bible's talking about. Right. That means you pray at home and say, Lord, I deal with that spirit of strife. Yeah. I deal with that thing which is trying to help me. Help me. It's trying to get me out of peace. Yeah. I use my authority over that. 
I speak boldly to that peace. I thank you, Father. I have the peace and the joy of the Lord. And I'm going to dance in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going, to, I'm going to celebrate, Lord. You've always brought me through. I thank you, Father. You're going to justify me. I don't have to sit there and try to defend myself every time. Because, you know, that's exhausting having to defend yourself. It just gets really tiring to have to defend yourself. Particularly when something is just so, you know, i got nothing to say. That is just... One time I was at, when you live work in the natural world, it's just, you just deal with natural people. And I had, a, I had this ridiculous, it was so, I knew it was demonic. I just knew it was demonic. Just so ridiculous. Like some person years ago said I was transferring all my phone calls to another employee and they were getting all my phone calls. And they were getting tons of messages and I did that on purpose. Oh yes, you did. You did that on purpose because you, you were, I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why would I even care to do that? I mean, I was in the back of my mind. Oh, yes, you do. I mean, just emphatic. Yeah. Then I realized there's something wrong. I realized this person's got a devil. And I, well, I knew their lifestyle, so I knew, I knew that that lifestyle was producing that. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I, the, good, the good news is I got through that because when they, the more they talked, the more they elevated. And the more they elevated, that demon was, being, was out there. And the, the person there was like, yeah, you're free to go. Go ahead. Thank you. Right? God is, God is your defender. You don't have to defend yourself on so many levels. Amen? And if, and if you did get thrown into prison for some charges somebody else made up about you, I want you to think about a man who was thrown into jail himself. And he'd end up being, the, the third, being, being in charge of a nation. Does anybody know who that is? Who? Jo- and what did Joseph do? He did what was right, no matter where he was at. That's right. He did what was right, and God always promoted him. Always promoted him. You do what's right, God will always promote you. Just do what's right. Because it's, imp- it's the right thing to do. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. We're going to talk a little bit this, 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 this evening about how we are to be led. Because it's so important as believers that we maintain that lifestyle of, of, of being leadable. Amen? Because if you're not leadable, you can't ever lead. People want to be leaders, but they can't lead if you're not being leadable. If you can't be corrected, you, you, you know, I know one guy he's, he, who has a prophetic ministry... Um, he's a leader. He's got a lot, he's been around for years. And, you know, like, I like what doctors said, you know, when you get older, you kind of lose your finesse. Which is, so they tend to, you know, they tend to be gruff and everything. And, but I'm hearing him talking to people and I'm like, you know, this man's been in, he's been in the ministry for years and he knows how, he knows a thing or two about getting out of, out of some certain situations because yeah. he was in the military. So when he talks to people, he tends to be a little bit more sure. and gruff. But here's the thing. If you get offended with him, and you don't listen to him, you're missing out on your answer. Yeah. Because, oh, he didn't, he didn't come out the way it should have come out. Yeah. Look, if you live right, you will give me nothing to preach. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? If you live right, you'll give me nothing to preach in this church. If you don't want him to be an example, live right. Just, just letting you know in, in, front, in advance. But I'm going to say something right now. If anybody ever makes a mistake in this church, run to church. 
You hear what I'm saying? You run to church. You don't run from church because you made a mistake. That's right. You run to church because that's what your answers are. That's right. That's how you're going to get. Well, everybody's going to look down at me. We've all made mistakes, and if there's anybody looking at you, please. They're the last person that ought to be looking at you. Especially if someone who really wants to look at you for making a mistake. You look at them, they made a mistake. Who are they? Who are they to to look at you? Because everybody here has made mistakes and done dumb things growing up. Uh Right? So let's just just lay that foundation now. Amen. You don't run from God. You run to God. I mean, that's the most dangerous thing you do. Well, I made a mistake. I did this. I did that. You know, I have a family member that made a mistake. I said, just get back to church. Who cares what other people think? Not, not in my immediate family, outside my part of our family, yeah. made a mistake. And I said, make sure she's in church. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care what people think. Yeah. I go, what? No, none of them made any mistakes? I said, girl, don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> really? Really? Like, you, you all came in here perfect and flying in on wings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was the red bull. Once I got to you, I thought, maybe it's the red bull. Why? That's why they have wings. <laughs> Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. But one thing I want to say this before I kind of go into the teaching a little bit. He says, let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So you can have all wisdom. Don't act like you don't have any wisdoms. You, sometimes you have to have wisdom by faith. Even when you don't feel like you have wisdom, say, I have wisdom. Don't ever let your mouth say, con- don't contradict that. You have it. You have it in teaching and, and, and admonish one another. In Psalms, admonish and encourage each other with the word. With a song. Encouraging with a song, with a word, a spiritual song. Singing, singing, singing with grace in your hearts. In other words, singing in such a way that you empower them. Amen. But here's the thing I love that, that really kind of just grabs my attention. It says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Uh, just recently, I was, I don't know what it, the situation is. I go, I was like, I don't know if I should do this or do that. I'm not sure. I'm not, I was starting to, I feel like I was starting to waffle. Oh, I already know my answer. I have no peace. I'm going back and forth. The answer is don't do it. Because there's no peace. If you're starting to waffle and you're not sure and you're uncertain, that's the answer. Don't do it. Anytime you're waffling around and you can't make up your mind, that's your answer. Don't do it. Because there's no peace. There's things we've done where they're like, you know what, I'm sensitive. There's no question about it. There's no question of whether we should do something or not do something. Mm -hmm. Because we have the peace of God on it. Now, if we're like, "Mm, I'm not sure, that's my answer right there. Don't do it. And a lot of people, they override things. Well, I'm just, let's just pray about it until we get peace. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot override things with prayer yeah. when you know already that you were waffling. Because yeah. when you do that, you're running past a red light. Yeah. You're putting yourself in jeopardy. You're putting yourself at harm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Christians do that. Well, let's just pray. Let's just get in the Holy, let's pray in the Holy Ghost and see if, see if the Lord will give us a sign. Yeah. I, saw, I saw the Seattle Seahawks sign. Oh, wow. I see a picture of the, uh, the, the, the Space Needle. Wow, maybe God wants us to move to Seattle. <laughs> you know, I see all kinds of pictures of dogs. Maybe God wants us to buy a dog. <laughs> I saw a lot of good, I saw, you know, I saw a lot of pictures of men, healthy men in magazines recently. On treadmills. 
I know that wasn't the Lord talking to me. <laughs> uh, it's because I've been looking at treadmills, so they give me all the advertisements. And, you know how that happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> treadmills, vitamins. Well, I've got to be led by that. No, you get led by peace. Where is the peace of God on situations? Don't, be, don't go to take a job just because there's a raise involved. I've known so many people that would move out of town, move out of town for a job with no church there. No church. No church. Move to a town with no church. Well, yeah, but I got a raise. I'm going to be able to afford a house. Well, where's your church? Oh, last thing on their mind. If a church isn't on the forefront of your mind, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. One of the things the Lord told me years ago when I first got saved, he said, pay attention. I want you to pay attention to people who don't go to church or are not planted. And he just did something I've done. I've, I've just, he, I, knowing what, how God set me up in my life, being the, the role that I'm in, now I understand that. But I also understand this, is there was a lot of people who were given the same messages about being, how it's important to be planted in a local church. We all heard the message. Everybody heard Jesus spoke in the day when he was there. And not everybody received Jesus after hearing Jesus. Yeah. Right? Well, if Jesus was there, I'd believe his messages because, you know, no, you're assuming you would believe because you have the answers now. You can yeah. read after the fact that yeah. you would, oh, yeah, that would be me. I'd be with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like, oh, I was always a Rams fan. You lie. You were, you were a Niners fan last week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got, my, I got my, uh, my jersey, number three. You know who that is. Come on. <laughs> who is that guy? The Ibu Bay got the uh, uh, jersey Odell? of? Odell Beckham. Yeah. Thank you. Come on, girl. <laughs> you know, she was, I, I've always been. Are you lying? You are a 49er fan. I know you. <laughs> but he's cute. I know. I see. <laughs> Put her on blast already. You know, that's what happens. And so here, you know, here, what were we talking about? Planted. Planted in a church. So I know these folks, and I've, know, I've, know, I've seen these folks for years. Know them. And, and in some cases, the Lord said, watch this, because this isn't going to end well for these folks. I've seen a lot of people just stop go to church. And I see where their lives are at today. I've seen it. I've witnessed it over and over the years. I've, and a lot of them are not, are not here today. A lot of them are not here today, and the end wasn't, it wasn't good. They, they, their, their physical bodies were in terrible shape, plugged into nowhere. What, one minister was ministering, he was talking about how this woman got upset, came to the church, and said, how come no, goes, goes I'm just upset, I'm not coming to this church anymore. He goes, well, why? He goes, because I've been gone for three weeks, and no one's come to visit me. He goes, sister, you miss church all the time. We always just think that's your normal cycle. How are we going to know you're, bu- you're, you're missing? You're gone all the time. Yeah. He goes, now I got three fa- some families that are here all the time. If they're not here, I'm going to notice. I'm going to check on them because I know they don't miss nothing. There could be, there could be calamity. There could be floods outside. They're still going to be at church. Yeah. Right? Because right. you, can, you can. And see, here's the thing. There's a peace in these families. There's a solidness within these families. Yeah. The people that I've known who are plugged in, who've been plugged in for years with the Lord, yeah. there's a peace on them. Yeah. 
There is a peace. There is, there is wholeness. There is a soundness of mind. And it affects not only them, but it has affected their children and their children's children. I don't know. I, that's a testimony I want. I, I don't want it just to be me being taken. I want to see, I, I, I want to see me and my kids and my grandbabies. This is bigger than just you. So this, is, this is just bigger than you. It is. It's so, and here's the thing. We lose our peace because pastor didn't come see me. Well, you, I don't ever show up. I haven't seen so-and-so in a long time. But where are they at? They're sick. Laying in bed. Why didn't you come to church? Oh, I'm sick. I'm, let me tell you something. If you're sick, church is the first place you ought to be in. Because who's going to lay hands at you at home? And then when you're, you're, you're healed and well, and you still don't come to church. Where are you at? I'm, all, I'm, I'm on the lake. On my houseboat. I'm, I'm vacationing from church. There's no such thing. No such thing. That's right. I mean, you want the peace of God. You want the, 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 the you, we want the benefits with none of the commitment. Don't treat your God like your girlfriend with benefits. Got real quiet when I said that. Everyone's like, mmm. <laughs> Your 3 a.m. boot, what am I going to say? Your 3 a.m. call, phone call. What you doing? Nothing. You lying. Well, you, know, you know what you're planning. Come on. You, we, ought to have a, we ought to have some serious discussions about these things. Because we, we want victory in on some things. Well, Pastor, you talk too much about you getting, in my, you getting up in my Kool-Aid right now. Where else, who else needs to get in your Kool-Aid? It's either going to be me or the psychologist. Asking you the question, well, then he's going to ask you the same thing I'm at. So what led you there? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. What caused you to be there at 3 a.m. in the morning all by yourself and vulnerable? Uh-huh. A lack of the word yeah. has made you vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. A lack of presence of God has made you vulnerable. Yeah. Right. We make our children vulnerable by their absence of being in the local church. I never ask my kids whether they not want to be in church. I said, you're going to get your little rear end in church because that's where you're going to get your answers. I'm training you. I'm training you. I'm training you to do what's right even when you don't feel like we're doing. My dad had a brilliant program for me growing up. It helped, it helped me in so many ways growing up in life. There was times he was like, let's go to the gym because he knew if he didn't have any gym, he would have to be dealing with a boy with a lot of energy at the home that was just going to be just with an attitude and everything, right? Well, I don't want to go. He goes, no, you're going. Well, I don't want to go today. You're going. He would drive. I mean, I, I'm like, well, just get in the car. Come on, put your clothes on, get in the car. I don't want to be at the gym. And I'm like sitting there and like, come on. Start, what's the, it's leg day. Start doing the legs. Start doing a couple. Next time I get next to I was doing it. And I was getting bigger and bigger. And my arms were getting bigger. And the kids were looking at me. And the, the girls started looking at me like, ooh, what's going on with you? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, I think I like this working out. But once you catch one, then you can just let it all go. Just let it all go. <laughs> all you need is catch one. That's all you need. Catch one. You need, you know what I mean? That's all it took. 
But here's the thing. If you want your family life to be better, you have to be committed. You have to commit them. You have to commit them. No, our life's going to be better. I don't care if you don't want to go. We're going. Because we're committed. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And sometimes when they say women do really good when it comes to the gym. Because they run in packs. <laughs> they do. They go, come on, girl, we're not going to walk out. You should see my neighborhood. They're full of women walking around. <laughs> I'm like, why are you all walking out? I'm out there getting on the car, and I'm like, with my food in my, my, food in my clothes. <laughs> hide, hide my, hide my uh, what's that sandwich shop, JJ's or whatever you call it? Jimmy John's sandwich in my, in my coat. Walking through the red light, you ain't seen nothing, girls. <laughs> they're, they're, they're shaming me when I'm eating. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now that when you make a commitment to God, it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. But watch. Watch them. Watch you. Part of being a Christian is, is being aware of what's going on around you. See the ones who didn't go all out for God. Watch. Watch what happens. Just, just watch. Okay, that's fine. You don't want to follow the Lord? That's fine. Just watch. You, it don't take a lot. And it's not that you're, you want them to hurt themselves, but you know that they're going to need you later on. They always need you later on. They're the first ones that comes, calls you up like, Girl, you don't, you're not going to believe what happened to me. You're not gonna, and they're going to ask you to pray. Then you say, well, since I'm praying for you, you want to come to church? Well, I, I don't know about, about, about that right now. And that's the way it usually goes, right? Well, I don't know about that right now. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I see what God's done in your life, but I just want you to pray that God will take care of it. Yeah. They want to treat you like the Catholic Church. That's true, man. Growing up Catholic, everybody goes, go do your confessions. Lie during confession time. You never tell the truth during confession time. You're just lying so you, because you, what you're doing is you're trying to get not very many Hail Marys. You just want to keep it light. You want to keep it light. But you don't want to keep it real, right? I'm just being real. How many people here grew up Catholic? Come on, raise your hand if you grew up Catholic. Say, okay, now you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you're sitting there all innocent like you didn't lie to the, the priest during, during all that time. Well, I never did. You're lying right now. And so here we are as believers. You know, we want someone else to do something for us. I one testimony I really love to this very day. Phyllis Moore used to say this because uh, Keith Moore was going to Bible school and doing all these things. She thought that because he was there doing it, that she had the we're one flesh, aren't we? Yeah. Bible says you're one flesh. So she thought because he was in there doing what was right, that she was taking part of, because she was getting the same spiritual benefit. So there was a person who had a demon come into her workplace. And she was like, I'm going to deal with this right now. And the, the guy who is the, the guy, her boss says, look, Phyllis, you ain't, your husband's committed. He knew what was going to happen. Look, you're trying to deal with this. There's no way this thing is going to go south on you real quick. Thank God the boss knew her husband, knew the word, because going to the same church. She says, you can't deal with this. You've got, you got to be where your husband's at spiritually in order to deal with this. Yeah. Well, she wasn't. And you ever heard about the sons of Sceva? You know, I bind you in the, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preacheth. That didn't go very well. 
The Bible says that the devils turn and rent, rent him, uh, rent, rent them. Well, she had, she had a, she had a sons of Sceva moment. And the person turned on them and manifested and done whipped her. And she couldn't understand why. Well, Keith, he goes to church. He does all this stuff. And she assumed because he was there that she had the same, she had the same jump. You know, it's like being, I play for the, I play, I play for the, I play for the Bulls. I can jump just as high as, 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 uh, as Jordan. No, you can't. Just because you were on the same team or were on the same team that he was doesn't mean you have his same abilities. Yeah. Why? Because there is the work involved. Yeah. And the other things that are involved, right? right? Yeah. So you cannot assume, you cannot transfer ability from one person to another person. Yeah, it requires commitment, a personal relationship with the Lord. Right. You can only have peace and get peace by you pursuing it after yourself. Good. Amen. My Bible reading time does not affect Pastor Molina. It'll affect her maybe in the, in, the, in the sense that in a negative way, if I'm not doing it properly and I'm not con- connected like I should be. Mm-hmm. But, it, but my Bible reading time will not anoint her anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Amen. You don't get it through os- ob- ob- osmosis. You don't get it, huh? Yeah, osmosis. Osmosis, thanks for correcting me. <laughs> Thank God for an English teacher. In the- <laughs> Never fails. You hear what I'm saying? There's no divine transfer of that kind of stuff. He fasted for 30 days, so I'm just going to tag it on that anointing. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I had a friend of mine who who fasted for 40 days. 40 days, and and his wife said, boy, he was so skinny, he looked like he could barely stand up. At the end of it, he was like, by the time I ate, I was like trying to just... I was so skinny. He goes, you could see the bones in my face. He goes, it was bad. It was so bad. People were really genuinely concerned about me. I looked like a, he said, I look like a cancer patient is what he said. I look like a cancer patient. See, anything you do needs to be directed by God. Anything you do. And there should be the peace of God with it. You don't do it because brother so-and-so did it. Brother Zoe, he ran and put, he, he went and started, he started the company, did this. Well, that's because he had a peace about doing the, his business. And he prayed about it. And he's a giver. He's a tither. He says, you know what? I've, I've been, I've been spending time in my word. God's been speaking in my heart. I have peace about this. And I'm going to be in business with this person. I'm not going to be in business with that person because something says no. You better go with what you know. You don't, sometimes it's not going to be some, um, cloud moving with beaming rays <laughs> and a dove flying down. That's right. You're not going to get any of that. Because no. when you have the Holy Ghost, you already have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Yeah, that's right. And how is he going to lead you? He's going to lead you by peace. Yes. And if you don't feel peace on certain things, certain re- like relationships, certain jobs, uh-huh. you don't take it. No matter how much you pray and try to force the peace, you cannot force the peace. You can't bypass it. You can't run by it. It's bad. No bueno. Does anybody want to translate that for me just in case? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do we help anybody tonight? Yes. I tell you, every time we get in the word, we should expect that God's going to give us our answers. Right. Because we're being led by peace. We're being directed by peace. And you know, in the times that we live in, with wars and rumors of wars, with leadership or lack of leadership, hey, We need to be the leaders of our home and learn to be led by peace. Amen.
Amen. Well, I love you. We love before we leave. We're going to go ahead and.